Shalom Abrachor of the Messiah is getting the Mem Aleph. Today's daf discusses. And Eved Apotiki was set up to be a payment for a loan. What happens if an Apotiki field gets flooded? And then we learn about half an Eved freeing half of one's Eved. We begin with a mission that tells us that if an Eved was designated as an Apotiki, that this is a, the Eved is going to be a payment for his master's borrowing for the loan. And then, before it's time to pay back the loan, the master frees his Eved. So the mission is a little vague about who does what, and we're going to have a machlekes in the Gemara about that. It says that the Me'ikra didn't the real halacha is that the Eved is not chayv anything. But because of Tikkun Oilam, we force the master to make him free. And then someone writes a star to supplement the value of the Eved that was lost. We'll explain that in the Gabar. Rabbi Gabriel says that no, he only writes a star sheikh or he doesn't have to pay anything. Okay, we have two ways of understanding this Gemara, this Mishnah. Who frees this Eved? He was set up as an Apatiki and then he was freed. Who freed him? So Rav says the first master, his original master, freed him. So logically, the Eved is not have anything to his second master. He was never property of the second master. He never took him over after the loan. Like Rav says, if that Hektish Chomet and Shichrur can free a slave, but because of Tikkun Olam, says the Mishnah, maybe this second master, the guy who lent the original master, number one, Ruvain, the money, maybe Shimon, who thought he was going to get an, an Eved for his loan before uh, Ruvain freed him, if Shimon sees him in the, in the marketplace and will say, hey, you're my slave, remember that loan that I lent your master? Therefore, we don't want that happening because Lamaisa, he's not really property of the second master. Because the first master freed him. So therefore we force the second master to set him free and write him a, a, a get shechor. And then the Eved pays the second master. He pays Shimon some partial compensation for losing himself as an Eved, for losing, losing out on the Avdos. If Shimon Liel says, no, the Eved doesn't have to write anything out. The, rather, the Ruvain, the first master, he frees the slave. Makes him a get shechur. What's the machlekes? The machlekes over here is according to Rav's interpretation of a mishnah. If someone damages property which is owed to someone else, as he chayav or as he putter, this eved as an apatiki was owed to Shimon, but then he's freedom. Yeah, and this is mamish the machlekes we have brought down that if someone damages something which is owed to his friend, this is the machlekes of Shimon ben Gamliel and their abonan. That's what we see in Amishnah according to Rav. But Ula comes up with a different interpretation of what happened in Amishnah. It says, he learns that if Shimon frees the Eved, which is set up as an apotiki, that's going to come to him. It's not actually in Shimon's Rishas yet, but he announces that he's freeing him. So halachically, the Eved doesn't know anything, meaning he's not chayev in any mitzvahs. He's not free bichlal. But because of taken Oilam, because now there's like an announcement that this guy is free, his future master freed him. So he forced the first master, Ruven, to free him. And then the Eved pays back his master for freeing him. His, uh, he'll pay Ruven. If Shimon ben Gamliel says, nope, he pays nothing. Shimon, who just made this whole hullabaloo about it, freeing Ruven's slave, Shimon has to pay Ruven for freeing, for, for causing him to have to free his slave. Their machlekas is whether an unrecognizable damage, just starting a rumor, 
counts as a real damage. If you hold that the second that Shimon has to pay, that he holds that it does count as a Hezek. And if you, if you hold that, the Mishnah is talking about the Eved, that, that's because there was no actual damage done. Now, why doesn't Ula like Rav's first explanation? There's semantics, because in the, in the Mishnah, we said that his master frees him, and you can't call Shimon his master. He never actually owed him. Rav doesn't like Ula because the Mishnah says that he freed him. And according to Ula, the second Shimon didn't actually free him at all. He just started this big rumor. Next, the Gemara learns, once we're talking about Apotiki, if someone sets up a field as an Apotiki, that the field, the loan that he took out is going to be paid back with this field, and then his field gets flooded. What's the over there? So Ami, who is a good-looking, Ami Shapenoe, Amar Yochanan, says that the borrower, let's say Shimon, who borrowed from Ruvain, who set up this Ruvain's field as an Apotiki, Shimon cannot collect from anything else. This field is the payment. But Abishol says, no, you can collect from anything else. And Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak says, could it be that someone's so beautiful, like Ami Shapenoe is saying something that's not beautiful? It must be that the case was where, Ru- where Ruvain told Shimon that this is the only thing that you could collect loan from. And that's why he can't collect from anything else, according to Abishap or Noah. And Abraissa also, we see that if someone makes his field an apotiki and then it gets flooded, he's allowed, Shimon is allowed to collect from other stuff to get back his loan, unless he said that this is the only thing Ruvain stipulated that the field is the only thing that he can receive payment from. We have another Abraissa that says that if Someone makes his field an apotiki to his creditors or for Ksubas Isha. They can collect from anything besides the field. But if Shimon Belial says that a Baal Choyv can collect from other things, a woman has to collect only from the field which was set up as her payment. It automatically becomes like an apotiki mefurash because it's not the derech of a woman to, to go from Bezden to Bezden to collect other stuff besides for the field for her Ksuba. In the next mission, we learn if someone has, if we have, if we have a half slave, meaning he had two owners and one of them freed him. One day, according to Beis Hillel, what do we do with this half slave? So one day he works for his master. One day he works for himself. But Bishamai says that's wonderful for the masters. But the slave himself, he can't marry a shifcha and he can't marry Ben Chayrin, a Bas Chayrin. He's stuck. He's he's stuck with his other halves. And the uh, the world was only created for Pruravu. The pasuk says, "Lay soyu." So because of Tikkun Oilam, we force the second master, the one who hasn't freed him yet, to free the second half so he could give him a, a clean bill of freedom and then this Evid can get married. And Beis Hillel ended up switching their psak to Beis Shammai's. Now the Gemara we have a Machlech is that if someone frees half of his own slave, Rebbe says that that works, the Chum say that that doesn't work. He's still a full slave. Now according to Rabbo, who says that you can free half of your slave, Rather, Rab- Rabbo understands the Machlech as Rebbe and the Chachamim, Davka in a star. Because Rebbe holds, down the Pesach says, V'hifta lo yiniftasa oy chufsa. So V'hifta is talking about being paid with money, and Chufsa is talking about a star. Oy chufsa lo yinostan lo. So the Pesach the is putting together Kesef and star. Just like Kesef is, can be done either, you could pay full or you could pay half. So too, the master can give a star to free half of his slave. Half a get shikhrur. But the Rabbanon learned from La La Me'isha that just like you can't half divorce a woman, so too an Eved can't be half freed. But according to Rabba's interpretation of the Machlekes Rebbe and the Rabbanon, everyone would agree that the master can half free his Eved with money. It's just that star can't work halfway according to the Chachom. The Gemara says maybe the Machlekes is whether we make a heckish 
versus Igzir Shove. Do we make a hekesh of Kesef Teshtar or Igzir Shove? Lola Teisha. The Gemara says, no, 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 really, Igzir Shove definitely trumps a hekesh. Over here, you can slug up the Igzir Shove because maybe we can't learn out from Isha because an Isha can't be Yoitza with Kesef. The only way to divorce a woman is with a star. Or Misasabal. But by an Eved, since he can go out with Kesef, maybe we can't learn out from Isha. They can just, they're different. Rabbi Yosef, however, learns different than Rabbi. He understands that Machlekes is about Kesef, not by Shtar. That Rebbe holds, you can use cash to half free an Eved. He could buy himself half off. And the Rabbanon hold that, no, the, the, when the Torah says, Hiftolin that's just the way that people speak. But according to Rabbi Yosef, b- both Rebbe and the Chachamim agree that a Shtar does not work to free half an Eved. So now the Gemara asks, if someone frees half of his Eved, we learned, if, he, if he's using a star, Rebbe holds its koine, the Chachamim says it's not koine. You see, the Machlekes is by star, not by Kesev Kasha on Rebbe Yosef. He said the Machlekes was by Kesev. The Gemara says, let's talk a, a, a bomb Kasha on Rebbe Yosef. And we try doubling down on Rebbe Yosef and we say that we also learned, and maybe we could say that, that they're arguing Bishtar, but not by Kesev, and that would be a double kasha on Rabbi Yosef. Here, Rabbi Yosef backs himself up, and he says, they could also be arguing Bishtar. They could be arguing both. We only mentioned that they're arguing Bishtar to show the Koyach of Rabbi. Aye, so why not say that we're arguing, that they were also arguing in Kesev to show the Koyach of the Rabbanon? No, because the Rabbanon are being Machemer. There's no Kunz being Machemer. The Koyach Dahatero is Odif. Really, Rabbi Yosef could, argue, could, could hold that they're arguing in both Kesef and Shtar. Next, the Gemara asks, we have a postdoc of Vehifda. And I might think that with, with Kesef, the Evid would be entirely free, even if he only paid for half. No, that's what the postdoc says. Loin so he's not entirely free. And just Loin so would think that he's not free at all. That's why it says Vehifda, that he's half free with Kesef. Okay, that works with Kesef. How do we know that that could also work with Shtar, that he could, have, he could be half free with a Shtar? That's what the Pesach says, V'hifto lo'y neftasa, o'y chufasa lo'y nasa'nlo. It brings in the star. And then later it says, V'kosav lo'es sefer kriso. It's just like by star. That was talking about star. We're also talking about star. Even a star can free a slave halfway. Okay, but that tells me that a star can free a slave entirely. Maybe only half freeing can be done with kasef. No, that's what the Pesach says, V'hifto lo'y neftasa, o'y chufasa lo'y nasa'nlo. It's putting together kasef and star. It's just like, Kesef can be used to fully or halfway free a slave, so to star can be used entirely or to half free a slave. Now that all works according to Rabbi Yosef. After we bomb Kashadim, and he and he said, you know, may, maybe both Kesef and star can work. And we're going according to Rabbi, who says that right, both can create a Yotze Lechatzoid. What about Rabbo? You're going to say that the, the ratio is according to both Rabbi and Arbonan, but the Seifa is only according to Rabbi? So either we can answer, yeah, Rachel's Devarah call and the Seifa is according to Rebbe, or Ravashi answers that it's Rebbe, that there are, there are Bonon agree in the Rachel, and we just don't mention them there. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.